Fermentis is an expert in the art of fermentation. Fermentis works and supports all breweries in order to make the best beer together. Fermentis offers many fermentation solutions to fit all of your needs. Active dry yeasts, bacterias, fermentation aids, functional products. If you have a fermentation issue, Fermentis obviously has the solution. That's why Fermentis is the obvious choice for beverage fermentation. To find out more about Fermentis, check out their website www.fermentis.com or download the Fermentis app available for Android and iOS. That's Fermentis spelt F-E-R-M-E-N-T-I-S. Ten years is a pretty significant chunk of time in any walk of life. And for a brewery, reaching that landmark is arguably even more impressive. So you can't blame today's guest, who helped start one of the UK's most popular modern breweries, to be proud of just how far they've come. Hello and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. If you work in and around the craft beer industry, you probably know Brian Dixon. There's a strong chance you've probably brewed with him too. Such is his appetite for collaborating with others. And for those that aren't aware, Brian is the co-founder and technical director of Leeds-based Northern Monk. A meeting at a beer festival with fellow co-founder Russell Bissett would set the duo on a path to grow a business that produces countless beers, has won a wealth of awards, and exports to numerous countries. The brewery also employs a team of nearly 100 too, and in 2023, Northern Monk is toasting its 10th anniversary. And with their popular Hop City Festival on the horizon this May, we recently visited Brian and his dog Danny at the Northern Monk Refectory in Holbeck, Leeds, to discuss their achievements in that first decade, the importance of working with the community, and the brewery's collective desire to give people the best beer experiences they possibly can. Hello everyone, I hope you're well. My name's Tim Sheehan, I'm the editor of the Brewer's Journal. I'd like to welcome you here today to Northern Monk at their refectory in Holbeck, Leeds. And I'm delighted to be joined by co-founder and technical director, Brian Dixon. Hello. All good, thank you. Thanks welcome. for having us, Brian. Absolute pleasure, as always. Oh, it's always, always a pleasure to be back here. It's, you know, uh, I, I will not lie, one of my favourite breweries. And as Brewer's Choice our Awards recognised several years ago, the then Brewery of the Year, and also Beer of the Year for Faith, which we're about to tuck into in a minute. So, uh, always great. We are joined by a very special guest, <laughs> Brian's dog, Danny. So, thanks for joining us, Danny. Yeah, Man of few words. Yeah, Man of few words. So, we're here today in Chapter Hall, um, which, if any of you visited before, it's the top floor of the um, uh, Northern Monk Refectory, which is their original site before... They uh, expanded, but thankfully they're kept here for sort of smaller scale brewing operations and obviously the fantastic refectory bar just below us as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great site and I really feel like it was important for the brewery to, to keep hold of this. It's, you know, it's obviously where the brewery really started, you know, I suppose. And it's, you know, it's, it's where, where everything happens, really. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it was our first permanent home. Like there was a bit of a cooker brewing and so on, but you know, this is where we started full time, and we always wanted. We just wanted to have somewhere, wait, well, took a home, somewhere that where people could come to us, where you know, you could, you know, that community spirit and so on, and somewhere with character. Like the entire early brand was very much based around the tradition, traditions of brewing, and and the um, the mill and heri- mills and heritage of West Yorkshire. So um, we had more or less given up hope when we were looking back in 2013, and then yeah, finding this place come in the market, like so close to the city centre of Leeds, and yeah, you know, and then in such a historically important part of the town as well it's um yeah completely our luck <laughs> so i feel that with northern monk opening here it feels like there's been a bit of a domino effect and you'll probably be a bit too modest to say but in other businesses feeling comfortable and going hey this is somewhere we can we can start and we can hopefully thrive and everything has really grown as a result well it's definitely been helped by your presence here yeah i hope so um leeds was definitely already starting to kick on a bit when we got involved let's have one of the reasons we were quite happy to base ourselves here because we were open to West Yorkshire as a whole really or, or beyond uh, we w- weren't tied to it but like, even before us it was like of friends of Hammond opened up obviously North have been North Bar has been here a very long time but yeah I think we got in just as things really started to kick on and yeah hopefully hopefully we have been a part of it and obviously the industry as a whole it's um weird almost feeling like an elder statesman <laughs> and 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 people being sort of yeah you know, saying they were inspired by early beers and things like that so well, I feel like, you know, three or five years as a brewery now, you are veterans. Absolutely. It's like, like dog years, really. We're 70 years old now, right? <laughs> That's right, Danny. That's right. So, um, so, and on that note, obviously, later in 2023, 10-year anniversary. I mean, what an achievement. You must be really proud of, of how far you've come. It's very, yeah, it's very surreal to us. It, does it doesn't feel it. I mean, it feels like yesterday. So, so, <laughs> people say that, but it does. Like, still remember the tanks coming in and the first brew and then wearing the second brew and um, having all kinds of all the trials and tribulations of the early days and then yeah like the last few years in particular really seem to have exhilarated tell us a little bit about these early days for those that don't know the story but obviously your co-founder head brewer and now technical director i mean tell us a bit about how you got to know russell and how those early days really snowballed into i suppose where we are now yeah i got drunk at a beer festival and asked for a job uh. <laughs> best way <laughs> So yeah, Russ had already started Northern Monk sort of early 2013 and um, it was a contract brewery um, with another, another great guy called David Bishop doing the brewing at the time, um, but he couldn't commit to the full-time operation when Russell managed to find the investment. So Russ had put the advert out sort of asking somebody to come and join him on on, on, on setting up Northern Monk's full-time thing and I was um, starting to get itchy feet looking for something more regular. I haven't done a little bit of sporadic brewing uh, here and there. So yeah, yeah. I, need, I definitely needed a few beers in me to build up the confidence and didn't help that we kept missing, missing each other, like passing, <laughs> passing ships at uh, Leeds International Beer Festival in 2013. Um, and I was, I, I remember I was actually on, I was on about my third glass of um, Weird Beard's Holy Hopping Hell triple IPA, but I actually got hold of him. So it was a bit of a schlurred, um, I hear you need a brewer, but uh, yeah, went, yeah, obviously worked, you know, shared CVs and stuff and got the job and set about, Sit about trying to design a brewery, pretending I knew what I was doing. Um, trying to turn a 160-year-old grade two listed mill into a functioning brewery. Um, and we finally started brewing August 2014. So just myself doing the brewing and the packaging and pretty much everything else. For us running the business, delivering the beer, trying to sell some of the beer. Um, and yeah, and Archie, the brewery dog, the original brewery dog. So just the two of us and one dog. And yeah, it grew from there. 2017, yeah, we, we 
kind of we I grown this place and we uh, moved into a uh, production bigger production site around the corner, and yeah, it's just kept going. Uh, I think it's around ninety monks now and. 20 dogs god there's so many dogs so many dogs <laughs> but it's even with the obviously the larger production brewery you do seem to the refectory does seem to be at the sort of the heart of northern monk it's you know it's always great seeing people come and go here you know before a shift after a shift whether they're working at the refectory or you know just passing yeah. it's it's a real hustle and bustle yeah we've always felt it's like hugely important like having that it's almost like a brand piece i guess isn't it it's like it's the heart it's the heart of the business it's you know it showcases everything we're about and how much it grows around it, how many other refectories there are. Like, this is the one that's got the original brewery downstairs. This is this is the one that the brewery staff are carrying moat sacks up and down the staircase off. This is the one where oh, yeah, we're all tucking into a little faith on a Friday evening. It's now the brewer's choice. Um, and yeah, and obviously, like, with regulars here, I've been like, got regulars here from day one. And it's, yeah, so we, yeah, talking about community, but yeah, it's like, it has got, it does have that vibe, especially when it's bustling and with familiar faces. So Brian, 10 years young in 2023, uh, talk us through some of the achievements in that time because I'm sure there's been many. Yeah, uh, always yeah, one of those questions that's almost as hard as like, what's your favourite beer you've ever brewed? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, obviously first brew was, is, is the obvious first landmark uh, and the expansion and yeah, every year. But like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, World Beer Cup medal in 2016, that was, that one definitely always sticks around like, I think yeah, Eternal picked up a bronze in, in US session IPA and I think we were like the first English brewery that picked up an American a medal for an American style IPA. Um and Brewdog had picked up st- stuff for hardcore in the past, but yeah, like it yeah, in an American IPA category up against about hundred and fifty US breweries. Um that was a that was a proud moment. Um celebrated it with the pint of Eternal, obviously. Um some of the collaborations like and and that particularly with that Hop City and so on, um First, like, have, like, and trips as well, like hanging out with John Kimmick at Alchemist, um, and him and him ending the visit by apologising for being so rude for not offering us some green because it's so hard to get on the road. Uh, and I was, and this, just, I was getting into the car and just pissing us off, laughing at <laughs> such a surreal experience with the, one of our idols. Um, but collaborations of, of breweries of all kinds, you know, globally and and closer to home, they, they they've really been at the heart from day one and I just love the fact that it seems to be like every second week if not <laughs> if not more frequently you're on the road with with breweries that you know you, you've been working with breweries that you've looked up to but I think as well that you're, you're working with a lot of newer breweries as well and I think that's really great that there is you know we talk about craft and its ability to you know the camaraderie and, and to you know raise all boats but I do feel like through the collaborations you're doing that's really the case yeah 100% the intention though it's like it keeps us on our toes as well like there's still so many breweries coming through you know even tough circumstances now there's still new breweries opening all the time and just yeah again taking doing their own thing but yeah just pushing pushing things to another level and it's yeah so it's I'm, I'm you know have over 10 years been through it a lot made plenty of mistakes um always feel like you know one way I can at least help personally is try and share a bit of knowledge and you know, they're, they're, you know, they're almost always conversations about them where they're trying to say what their next step is, like more capacity, better packing line, what kind of person do I need to do this? Uh, and, you know, that's been able to actually give some solid advice on that is great. And yeah, and it's just great to meet new people. Like, I still love just meeting all the different people in this industry. It's still full of some great people. And oh uh, and yeah, and, and yeah, collaboration has always been a big part of it. I learned through by basically volunteering at breweries. When, when we're setting up the brewery downstairs, like, 
breweries like Saltair and um, Blackjack and like were welcomed us in to brew collabs with these little upstarts that they'd barely even heard of. Um, and yeah, from day one, and we it's just right runs right through it. It's they're fun to do. It's it's yes, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> fun to do. It, it yeah you know, keeps us on our, on our toes, and obviously we've loved to branch out and work beyond just breweries as well, like with the patrons artists and other yeah. weird and wonderful things yeah the patrons project's obviously something that's you know been going a fair few years now but uh what i always admire about it is that you've not you've not let it go stagnant there's always different um different um voices that you're working with different styles and each time there's a different way it's not just the beer that the whole sort of package is a is a individual expression yeah exactly I'm- Fully the intention, the idea that beer is it's not just a drink. The entire experience is so much more than just liquid. Um, it's like compared, like compared to like bank CDs as a kid, just sitting on the bus and reading the lyrics before you've even listened to the music and things like that. It's all part of the fun. Um, and yeah, and, and, they're, and they're the beers where we get to more or less anything goes, you know. With the Patrons Project, Brian, I think that, you know, you, you, you've done a lot with that, but also like, where, where do you go next? I mean, I imagine there's so many different people that you'd still like to platform, you'd still like to champion. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, just keep moving on. Started off working, started off by being like an opportunity to work with local artists that we knew and, and but yeah, we tried to push it out. So we've worked with restaurants, we worked with athletes and then now we're trying to push it out to work with showcase other local independents. We're currently working with some of our favourite independent bottle shops and bars and so on to showcase them as like an independent North series where, yeah, we're trying to do a series of Northern causes where, again, highlighting people doing good things good things in their community for for good reasons and i was just i think obviously we, as an extension of that like we've got the faith did faith and futures um foundation now where you know raising money and giving out five grand bursaries four times a year um which is so hard to do so hard to narrow it down but but yeah there's yeah, there's, there's so many good causes to support there's so many needing the support and and obviously it's a lot we're passionate about trying to give something back a little bit as well. Yeah, no, I think you're doing well, you're doing that very well. If you know, coming from my outsider point of view, um, and again, you know, I just I, I can't ignore you know t- ten years in business. Uh, it's 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 not easy, that's for sure. I mean, how has the industry changed in that time? Imagine, yeah, obviously there's there's been a lot going on. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely start reminiscing a little bit more as we approach it about. Yeah, the brewer, the, you know, the breweries that we were idolizing in sort of 13, 14, your Buxton, your Kernels, um, Magic Rock, up, Upstarts, Independence, um, um, so many. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously so many more breweries again. Um, I mean, who who would we have ever believed would the standard drink of choice these days is opaque, <laughs> completely opaque, low bitterness, uh, you know, beer styles have changed entirely. Like craft beer is established now as a thing, you know. Like beer in a supermarket again, 2013, 2014, putting beer in a supermarket was a complete no-no and how that has evolved and like the range of beers available. And, but, you know, and just, 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 just so many more people have access to and, and are choosing to drink good beer and, and, and obviously they're very, hopefully continuing to flourish at indie scene as well. But I think, you know, beer in supermarkets at one point was derided. Absolutely. Uh, but now it's... Um, you know, as I've said in the past, I think it's it's celebrated. It's a it's an achievement because if it goes in a supermarket, it means you know your processes back to front are up to scratch, and they deem you 
you know, a, a, a product worthy of their shelves. And but professionals. Obviously, it, well, indeed. But, but, you know, Northern Mountain Abbey, you know, your presence in supermarkets is it's long established. And I think you know, what I like as well is that you've got beers on those shelves that, you know, are exclusive to supermarkets, but, you know, the quality is bang on. Yeah, it's always been a tricky balance. Like, we want to make sure there's a good choice for the Indies as well. But again, the patrons, patrons project and so on and the office projects downstairs, you know, they, they'll never go anywhere near a supermarket. But, but yeah, the, the screens is... And one, you know, I guess COVID drove it a lot. Like the, they, they were open to want new styles. We want to bring the be enthusiastic to our door, you know, not to the one down the road. And and like and and you know, it gets they, they actually they they pay okay. You know, it's like every situation supermarkets don't pay, but no, you know, we've we've pushed hard to like say okay, well, well this beer make this beer fifty more expensive than you've done before because you know we're sending you a eight percent double IPA or a nine percent imperial stout. You know, charge what try and charge a good value for this beer and just pushing that side of it as well, trying to make sure there's good value and you know good value for these beers and hopefully people can follow behind and um, yeah, it's, it's no, I agree, changed, I agree substantially. Obviously, you know, broadening supermarket audience as well, but you know, I feel that when Holy Faith was launched a few years ago. That was a real game changer for many. You know, it was a, a genuinely tasty beer, and you know, it was it was another option for people. And I mean, that that's just it seems to have grown and grown so much so that you've obviously broadened that family with other beers as well in in the no and low space. I mean, did you expect it to be as popular as it was? Uh, we we you could tell the opportunity was there. Uh, it was absolutely it was absolutely nothing to choose. Alcohol on alcohol-free basis, like three, four years ago, there was what maybe two or three breweries in the UK specialising it, like Big Drop and folk like that, who've in, in, you know done their own, done in their own way, pushed it on. So we knew the opportunity was there, um, but yeah, it was a good couple of years of R and D and you know dump beer and pop cans, trying to trying to nail it, you know. But I think yeah, pre- yeah, got a lot of ex- very excited for. I think this next year's so of Holy Faith. Cause it's only been. Been in Morrison's about six months now, and it's, so it's maybe slightly longer. But try to push out as far as we can, and yeah, we we you know we got we've got the we've got the knowledge now, we've got the equipment to do it as well. So we've really really tried to push on. So we I think we had we had five different alcohol-free beers available in January, as well as the hot water, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing with, which has been good fun. Um, and yeah, it's, it's again just same as we would with a full-strength beer, just pushing in new directions, hazies, stouts, fruited beers, trying out trying out trying out different flavors and different combinations in the but in a 0.5 format and how do you achieve that desired um alcohol target in your no and low biz yeah we we we, we brew to that abvs like we don't have the technology or anything like that so it's again it's, i think it's some of the, like a few few hot suppliers and so on have done quite a lot of research into it but yeah it's pushing your normal brewing parameters to extremes like super high temperatures and um, you know, have to be really careful with pH and so on like that, and yeah, and, and using just the right yeast that doesn't want to ferment the medium complexity sugars, and obviously working really hard to build in as much flavour as we can, make sure it's in there. Trying, you know, trying to make sure that you know, same sort of approach we've taken with like straining edge previously. Trying to make sure straining edge two point eight. Trying to make sure it stands up to like a four or five percent beer. Same with not point five. Can we make not point five percent beer stand up to a two three percent beer and um, and playing around with it? And yeah, it's been great. And, so we work quite closely with like like the mash gang folk. Who are, they're absolutely crazy. Their approach is wild, but they've, they've they they do so much work into trying to replace what's missing in beer. And and it's great to say it's been great to see other breweries following as well. So I think yeah, it's, it's definitely the next big growth area I think for beer. And it's been nice to be at the forefront of it again. Yeah, no, no doubt. And obviously, you know that that's a, a really impressive, challenging project that you've kind of faced head on. I mean, but also from the last couple of years, it feels like expansion at your main production brewery just up the road 
it's just ongoing. You know, there always <laughs> been new capacity, new packaging, uh, everything in between. I mean, can you give us a bit of an insight into how um, your sort of technical prowess has grown over the last few years over there? Um, enjoy it. Last last year we did absolutely no CapEx spend at all, actually. But um, so it's it's been 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 the same capacity for a year now. But um, yeah, twenty twenty into twenty one, we took on we managed to take on additional units in the same area, and yeah, really. And we yeah got the budget to really kick on, put a new brew house in, um, expand our tank capacity, have a dedicated patching hall, and so on. And uh, but yeah, and then just like the team, the team over there now is absolutely fantastic. Like we've got a guy called Chris running our head of ops, who's our head of ops, and he's 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 worked for like some Nestle and so on in the past. So he's sort of come in with an incredible production mentality, uttering acronyms and so on that I don't understand. But like the, the findings. Leading lead, leading efficiency projects to find like to gain us so much yield and so on that which, which we just didn't really know was there. Just having that outside, someone from outside beer coming in and just taking a look at the process and um, got Pietro Pietro our production manager uh, and Vito our lead bre- our technical brewer. Um, one two of four Italians on the production team now. It all sounds like oh, sounds like there's a uh, argument going on, but they're just discussing what they're having for dinner. Uh, and Tanya obviously on our quality side, like she came over from Goose Island. Um, during lockdown and again like just drilled all that into shape like you you don't when you actually realize you've got the right people in the right roles and it's absolute game changer so yeah again hopefully the beer has improved with that like we we know into like just from the quality side that our beer is so much more consistent it's so much better than it's ever been by an absolute distance because uh and then hopefully that's coming across in the can as well <laughs> so i mean you know sort of come uh, clearly a very long way since those early beer festival conversations with russ i mean for someone in your position back in the day coming to you now saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just opened a brewery, just starting it. I mean, is there any bit of advice that you try and <laughs> offer them? I was told early and didn't really listen, but like, like don't like don't spend all your budget on your brew kit. Like spend maybe 30% of your budget on your equipment because by the time you do your floor and your utilities and your plumbing, your FEs and your chillers and so on, you know, your budget's absolutely gone. If you, if you've got, if you, you know, if you've got you got, if you've got someone on your team who's clearly got a certain skill set, like someone who's just got a knack for fixing things or, you know, is just incredibly organized and process driven, you know, you know, make use of those skills, you know, try, try them, you know, if, you know, someone's, you know, if someone's got a knack as being your engineer or, or you've got that guy who can run your operations for you, it's like such a huge thing. And equally, and knowledge where your weaknesses are, you know, I, I powered on for so long trying to like, do everything like be the full head brewer, all encompassing, and it just you know it just it, production suffered as result, and you know it made everyone's life harder. And once I sort of stepped away and focused much more on the creative side and and compliance and stuff, and we had a, a dedicated operations guy looking after that side, everything got so much smoother. And so yeah, just know your own strengths, and yeah, always always have always always have somebody in who can fix things. <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. And I suppose uh, just to finish off, you know. Hop City returns in the next couple of months, always a highlight for many um, many beer fans' beer calendars. I mean, you know, fantastic um, way to bring breweries and brewers from across the globe. I mean, I imagine that's a highlight for you as well. But you know, what drives you? You know, going into this tenth year, you know, what what, what drives you as a, a co-founder and <laughs> as a, a brewery like Northern Monk? Uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to question that quite regularly. I think it's sort of been times where it's been you, you do have that. Almost, <laughs> you feel like you're running out of steam, but yeah, like yeah, we still managed to always find new projects. Like, you know, say playing with the hot water, looking into alcohol free a bit more, really trying to get like a good 
finally get a good regular lager into Rangers this year. And so it's like that side of it. And like, just there's always, you know, there's always from being the recipe guy and the involved sort of the quality and production side, like there's always something, there's always something else we can do to improve a beer. Like always, there's no such thing as a perfect beer. The day you think, the day you think your beer is perfect, you might as well retire because you've completed it. And there's no such thing. Uh, so yeah, still finding enthusiasm in that. I still, I, you know, I still get a lot. I still get a lot of enjoyment out of just the travelling side of it and meeting people and and even I you know, quite happily still pour at beer festivals and st- stuff like that. Like a hop city is so much fun. Like, especially the last couple of years coming out of lockdown, like just people you haven't seen for two three years. And, and like this year, this year I think this year we will actually got a full contingent of the US brewers coming over. Amazing. Like la- last couple of years we did have US beers pouring, but not that many of the US guys actually made it no, over but this year no. I think we've got eight US breweries and they'll all be represented in person which is very excited yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited to have a beer with my one of my absolute idols and Sam Carleone from Dogfish Head um, which this will definitely be wow. announced by, by the time this comes out big <laughs> news um, uh, and yeah and, and yes yeah, just still get excited about that and let's say we'll do loads of collaborations around it yeah. like, it's always some of the highlight of the release year all the beers we do during and around Hop City and obviously the Hop City beer this year this year itself again it's an even bigger project you know kicked it on again trying not to stay stagnant you know like doing the same sort of thing for the Hop City no, beer the last few years it's been great to branch it out into a much bigger project and bring more of our friends into it and, and so that's this May it is May the 12th and 13th many tickets um, left not many um, get them quick definitely there's one session available as we speak wow that'll still be there in a few days in a week or so's time who knows but fingers yeah, crossed they fly, they uh, fly. yeah we're moving it, moving it back to the flax store this year as well like, okay more intimate setting yeah. it's, it is a real nice event in here so I want to say a big thank you again to Brian Dixon the co-founder and technical director here at Northern Monk and to his loyal companion Danny and you had your little warning there. Not many tickets left at all for Hop City taking place on the 12th and the 13th of May here at the Northern Monk Refectory in Holbeck, Leeds. Thanks again and see you soon. The Brewers Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And special thanks to Brian Dixon of Northern Monk. <laughs>